I want to hear everything you have to say. Fine. There he is. Fine. Yes. Better. As I was saying earlier in the part that I am not going to include in the episode anymore. Wait, wait, the uh, part part where we're drunk? Oh, no, we're... (laughs) Oh, all of it. We'll get there. (laughs) That's the most amazing part. Because here's the thing. Because everybody's inebriated, there is a chance I'm going to bring a pipe in here. But... Into it. Are you into it? She's super into it. Dope. Partaking this. She's going to partake in that. I just like the smell. There is a COVID, so... If he's not comfortable partaking, then there's no partaking. I'm comfortable because I'm vaccinated. Party. I'm All right. There's there's a party pipe. Um, I'm into this. I'm going to make that happen. Awesome. In a little bit. Party. But we have a guest. We do. To me, you know what? This is your show. (laughs) You go ahead. So, once again, as you all know... Uh Uh-huh. And you have recognized from our past, we have co-producer Lamanda in the house. Say hello, oh, bitch. Hi. <laughs> hey. Hey-o. Hey-o. It's been a minute since she's been here, yes, but she's here now. Uh, we were at the bar, and we've had cocktails, and we've had copious amounts of jello shots uh, all around. Just a few. And they here they, we are now. They hurt so my chest. So today is going to be fun. Yes, it will be. Actually. It will be fun. So, hello, co-producer Lamanda. It's Thank you for inviting me. It's been a minute yes. since you've been here. Also, <laughs> welcome to Ghosts and Hoes. Uh, welcome. Yes, Ghosts and Hoes, a paranormal podcast where we talk about all things spoopy, mm-hmm. cryptids, yes. dead people. You guys. Plenty of those. The air conditioner's on again. The air conditioner's it on is. again because it is that time of year. We've We've approached it. I like, I hate the way it looks over there. Well. Like tremendously. It looks, um, you know. It looks like a bedroom with an AC, which is what it is. But (laughs) uh, the curtain being pulled back and the paint missing from the wall behind the screen and the fact that there's a fucking screen right there. You know what? This little haunted house. Today, today, today is just going to be different. A little haunted house over here. (laughs) The wall's like, not finished, and the screen's yeah. on the ground. <laughs> That's what makes a haunted house, you right. guys. This is why we're in the paranormal podcast, sir. This is why. You're just, you're just giving us the ambiance. Things that are standard for an apartment turnover, haunted fucking house. This is what makes Bob Welcome Cranmer. to Portland, Oregon, Bob sir. Cranmer's like, yeah, I've got all this shit. Deuces. <laughs> Come stay at my house for a lot of monies. I don't think it's actually that much. It, you know Which what? is really exciting, but I also did. I'm not looking and telling you. <laughs> yeah, well. Well, that's what I was going to bring up earlier. I feel like with a guest, yes, there is a uh, call for activities. So We've many had activities. so many activities. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting <laughs> down. I think you, think you, I think you are. Oh, you're putting, oh, yes! Right? I know tequila vodka told me so. It's time. <laughs> well, let's... Wait, what? We'll, we'll get there. I'm, we'll get there. I'm afraid. It, don't be. Don't okay, be. Good, good, you're going to uh, just do this. Let, oh, we're doing it. We're this doing man it. Has a remote. I'm just getting it ready. This man has a remote. I'm just getting it ready. doing it. I'm so into this. Are you ready? You're not even ready. I don't think I'm ready. I'm just turning it on. I'm just turning it on. You're not even ready. So. We're we're gonna hang out for a minute. Party. We've hung out for a hot minute. <laughs> there were jello shots involved. So I got a message <laughs> when I got off work today at yes. five fifteen. Yes. <laughs> From me. Come to RF bar. Oh, okay, I did this. Yes. If you I like, instigated this. If you want a post work drink or something. Yeah, that was that was it. It's a pre funk. 
And then I said, yeah, pre thank you. It's a pre phone. Yeah, pretty much, yes. And I said, yeah. And then in all caps, come! Um, <laughs> and then I said, yes. So we went, and you got there at 4.30. Yes. Uh, yeah. 4.20. 4.20. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh! I mean, it was... <laughs> I was supposed to be there at 4, but there was a car broken down on the bridge, so whatever. So. Yes. We left at 6.30. We did. Which means you had two hours... A vodka. Worth of vodka. And tequila. And tequila. And jello shots, which is vodka. <laughs> or tequila. <laughs> it was vodka, though. I know this <laughs> to be true. In your heart of hearts. <laughs> there was raspberry. It's so good. Because raspberry doesn't go with tequila, so it's fine. Oh, that would have been the world's most disgusting, disgusting jello, shot. jello shot ever. The and only thing so that goes with tequila is lime. Co-producer Lamanda bought a round of jello shots I bought a round of jello shots, yes. so we each pounded two jello shots at one time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. She yeah. Had it for two hours, and I had... Which this bar does serve good jello shots. They, they I have to say that because we all know jello shots are kind of a. They're it's hit a, or miss. It's a, it's a little pussy no, shot. Guys. Those sure. aren't pussy shots. It, those no, are this wasn't. Turpentine. Legit. Fuck was... you up. Knock you on your ass shot. Yeah. They got me. Like, here here cleaning I solution. feel it in my I'm chest. I'm pretty sure those were just made of straight, simple green. Just exactly. <laughs> cleaning and, and solution. Fabuloso. Yeah. And here is fa- Fabuloso <laughs> is the best. It really and is. And here we are. It is. And here we are. So it we're going to do a round. Of fabuloso. I, we could do a round or two. I think we should. All right. Let's me. do it. All right. We still. Well, that, <laughs> that was amazing. That was great. Okay. Your microphone dance was amazing. <laughs> it was he so is, good. He is beauty. He is grace. <laughs> He's got his microphone in his face. Sorry. I'm the kind you want to flaunt and take to dinner. So sorry, y'all. But I am not even remotely sorry because this is what you get this week. So it's true. Here that we are. Really perfect, actually. Anyway. You're welcome. Oh, We're going to play the goop game. We're going to play the goop game. Ooh. Yeah. Are you familiar with the goop game? Well, I feel like I do. I've danced a little dance with the goop, so I feel like I do. <laughs> or, or. Yes, we're not in thank seaside. You, uh, not, not, oh. Have you done yourself a little goopy get down? I, I don't uh, the According, according to uh, listener Desiree, <laughs> she called it the price is goopy. And <laughs> Which I, is amazing. When I That's say right. that I scream left to myself in my house. The price is goopy. It was good. I Fuck have been, you, Gwyneth Paltrow, been screaming inside of my house too much lately. <laughs> At least that time it was funny. Oh, Lord. Legit well, thought that demon of Ted Bundy was trying to kill which me. Which is amazing, but today there's jello shots. It's true. So I, I was just, very I don't even, I don't even know I what was to say. very stoned when that happened. My Apple HomePod went off mysteriously by itself in the you middle the of the night. population of Indonesia. Yes, no, no, no. That was, that that was thankfully during the day. No, We're doing a quota. This was at, uh, this was at night. I was too high. My Apple HomePod said something to me, which I can't tell you what because my soul left it my body. It doesn't matter. It and spoke I, to you. When 
I tell you I screamed like I was in some kind of horror movie, I mean it. <laughs> like, it oh, was no. dramatic. All right, thought well, I was about to die. Okay. So we got this dress here. <gasps> okay. Now, okay. this, I, I, we're going to we play a little bit of a variation oh, on the Goop game. Okay. Just oh, okay. a slight variation. Okay. This is still on Goop's website. Hmm. All right. So it is. It's it real is, shiny. Here's the thing. It's Goop proper. Sure. Um, <laughs> but what we're going to do is go off the sale page today. Oh. And what I'm going to do is we're going to do the items, right? Like and then it. I'm going to tell you what the sale price is, and you're going to guess the full cost. Oh. We're all going to laugh at this. Okay. okay. We are. Okay. I'm sure we so, will. The sale price is going to be over ludicrous. This so is, oh, yeah. the sale price is fucking I mean, outrageous. All right. All, right. all right. So this is a Bryson sequin dress. For <laughs> listeners, it's a black, shiny sequin dress. That's exactly basic, what it is. You can't overthink spot. it. It's about basic, three quarter right. length sleeve. Uh, it has, dress. it is only in a size two. Of what? course it is. That's the only <laughs> one I have. So Wait, that what? means that means they're sold out, and this one's on sale Correct. because it's the only one that's left. Correct. Because no none of the size two other than my daughter it. is a size two or under. So okay, high cool. shine meet high impact. Eat my ass. This sheeny sequin adorned dress with its plunging V cut neckline above the knee slit is unapologetically statement making. Fuck you. <laughs> Dramatic design details by way of statement shoulders and bracelet length sleeves. Um, Sorry for the crack. We're all drunk, so still fuck you. Only drive the point I'm further not. home. Best of all, it doesn't require much extra in the styling department. Pin thin heels, diamonds, oh. and you're done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. It's That's an elegant it. Elegant touch. 100% polyester, dry clean, dry clean only, made That's in Italy. That's not elegant. Uh, <laughs> polyester? Made in Italy. It's Sale silky. price. Silk Italian polyester. You need to silk people. Sale price. Oh. $285. Oh, that's Shame. not bad. Oh, no. Okay. That's not so bad. Oh, so it's on, it's like on Northern Rack. $695. Yes. That's, that's what the- The sale price, yeah. I'm guessing. Sale price is $285. you are guessing the full price- so six eighty five. Oh, I mean, with her, I'm thinking a grand. A grand. I'm not going to think less than that with Gwyneth. Okay. We're gooping right now. We're, We're gooping. Six hundred dollars is a literal. We're straight Ross. gooping. We're straight gooping. Uh, We're gooping. Okay, and what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say five fifty. Five fifty. You guys, I mean, what? Well, Amanda, technically you were the closest, but this is Price is Right rules, so you fucking lose. No. Uh, this is $950. <gasps> I was right then. Don't okay. say I lose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I you were You were He's closest. Right. I do lose. <laughs> <laughs> you were closest. Sorry, this is something we like to use called language. I knew. Words. I, I knew. Language but I see this one, I feel, like, I feel like this is the least offensive piece of clothing I've seen. True. On the site. But True. also, you could absolutely get that for like $40 off of Wish. Right. Will it be very cute? Go ahead Will and you find get it, it Ross. Sure, probably you can go not. ahead and find this at Ross for a okay. nice $29.99. If you order this off the of F2 Wish, it's gonna, you're going to look right. like a fucking shiny-ass hobgoblin. But probably. it's going to be $2. <laughs> yes. It'll be oh the one they're like, but it won't be. <laughs> be like, hey, you bought this bobble for a dollar. Just add on an extra three and you can have this gown. Oh God, but no, I'm not mad one? at it. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't hate no. that. I would wear something like, like that. What's next? Oh, oh well, this is cuter. Though. I don't hate that. I actually kind of. Yeah, I could the dig this. Shoulders are heinous, and I hate the neck. Yeah, those what's are... on it? Am I blind? It's, suns. A, it's the suns. sun. Yeah, it's suns and clouds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm blind. It's fine. <laughs> so, this is the Yvonne dress by okay. Stella McCartney. Oh, Stella McCartney. She's for those expensive. who don't know, that is the daughter of Sir George. What? No. Nope. Paul. Paul. 
I was like, that's a beetle, but not the right one. Sir Paul Is McCartney. that actually her? Lord God. Yeah, no, it oh, is. Okay. That is really his daughter, and I'm drunk, so Fair. it's fine. Jesus. So, not only is that sun and cloud illustration totally enchanting, it's the motif threaded throughout Stella McCartney and author Jonathan Safran Thors. Who's he? Don't know. Sure. Yeah. We are the Weather Collab, an eco-minded capsule collection in honor of World Vegan Day. Nope. Made sustainably from organic cotton with pretty details. Cap sleeves, western yoke, uh, silver loop fastened to the collar that make it so much more than just another shirt dress. We especially love the stitched stitched waist tie worn loose. I need the copywriter to chill yeah. on this yes, one. To not agreed. do that. Just, uh, just it, chill a little bit. It is I need one Z to write size. this be like, here's what a dress. Give it's us really size. Cool. FR40. Oh, I've Wait, never what? heard. That's oh, not so a it's size. French, I believe. It's, yeah. it's alien. Oh. And the, the sale price. Yes. $465. Oh, no. $465. Well, I mean, no. the last one was two something. So the sale we're close price, to a thousand dollars on the yeah, last the one. Sale this price, is easy over a thousand dollars. Yeah, the sale price is four sixty five. I'm going twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would say the same. Yeah. I'm yeah. about there too. Yeah, we're we're team twelve hundred. Yeah, we're we're gonna really team twelve. Yes. Team twelve. You guys, you guys yeah. splitting that prices right? Yeah. Nope, Why not? We're team twelve. Right, we're gonna go to the bar and split those winnings. <laughs> Into it. Twelve <laughs> jello sure shots. Fucker. Twelve oh one. Twelve. You That's it. One dollar. This bitch. Actual retail price one thousand five hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. That means he wins. Yes. That means he wins. All right. He wins with the one. Right. By one American one dollar. One American dollar. <laughs> now, I think we may have done this one before, but we're going to do it again. Maybe it wasn't on sale last time. Oh, no, the yeah. ugly dress. We've I done think it ugly was, dress. It's just ugly as fuck. It is ugly. We've done it. Well, I could say this other one wasn't that terrible, though. Uh, oh, yeah. That one I this literally totally at Target. Marshall's. This is from Marshall's. Yeah. I have a dress that looks nearly identical not. to that from yeah. Target right now. And we're right. going to do this one. I okay. think Danielle someone wore this. Yeah. To your last wedding. So. I'm not going to I think I sold this on somebody I know. Somebody wore this to my wedding. It didn't I think I end know. well. This. this is the uh, the pleated shirt dress by Vicki Beckham. Okay. Victoria Beckham. Oh, Vicki Beckham. Oh, my Hush God. Did she say she's Vicky now? Vicky Bex. Lord God. The V-Bex. The uh, V-Bex. The V-Bex. A little bohemian. Oh, a V-Bex. Never mind. That's a, okay. Oh, no. That's not at all the same. A little bohemian. A little bohemian because the moody micro florals. A little 70s. Look at the necktie. This floral <laughs> length shirt dress is effortlessly romantic. It's not, though. It's cut from diaph- diaphanous. D- diaphanous. Diaphanous silk Georgette. That's pressed with pleats. That's dumb. And trust us when we say. So stupid. The combination is stunning when you walk, dance, or make any sort of movement at all. A mm. thin leather belt tames the otherwise dress. flowy shape. It's dumb. It's not. Right? It's sale not, price. Yeah. Final sale. Final sale. Oh, of course. And this is either UK 8 or 12. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's going to be dumb. $687. It is nine hundred ninety-five eight dollars. That's like a two thousand dollar dress regularly. It's nine hundred and ninety-eight dollars. Uh what was the sale price one more time? Six eighty seven. 
Yeah, I'm going to say 1500 That $1, can't be a dress price. It just can't. What do you got? I said about. I, I said 2000 I would think oh. 2000 Oh, you're, 2000? you're going high as fuck. Right. All right. Did we not Victoria hear, Beckham. Did we not hear the name brand? Her, her pieces are into it. very into pricey. It. I'm into it. She's full of herself. She really is. It's posh spice. It's she can do whatever she wants. Is this not a goop crossing? So imagine. Oh, spice is that girl, who that is? Goop yeah. crossing? Uh, Where are we at? Oh, yeah. Victoria oh. Beckham Spice is Girls? A, Where you She's at? a Puritan Spice Girl. Yeah. Without the Puritan. So what do we think? I did nine ninety five. Nine ninety five, two thousand and fifteen. Yep, yep. All right. Actual retail price, Amanda. Twenty two ninety. Yeah. Nice. Are you fucking kidding no, me I for know. a yeah. fucking dress? Twenty two ninety. Yeah. No, I am offended. Wow. Let's do some other <laughs> shit now. I'm that, done. I'm, I'm insulted done. as a woman. I am incensed. <laughs> I am incensed. <laughs> I'm over it. That's a good one. That's. I am incensed. <sighs> oh, the sales. Now I need to see what all the men's white t-shirts prices <laughs> are. Oh, you should see the golden dildo. As us women are spending $2,000 on our wonderful dresses. I feel like she was here for the golden dildo. Oh, the golden dildo I literally lived through in Massachusetts, so don't lie to me. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking golden banana, yes. I mean, I was there driving with you. Let's get real. Yes, was, I know about it. That was really, no. There was actually there's a golden. And you have one. I do. There, and I know. Well, it's an actual banana. No, so Gwyneth Paltrow have. Goop has a dildo. It's like made a gold plated gold plate yes. vibrator. It's ridiculous. Let me find it. Oh, please do <laughs> Throw find it on the that screen. I think it's well. Yep, sex toys. There it is. Sex toys. Yes. That just made me. She has a think whole of lot. Of sex toys. She does. She has a fuck ton of sex toys. I am so curious about Gwyneth. Okay. All right. Good Goop question. game just for you. Just for Amanda. <laughs> Here we go. Oh. Just for Amanda. golden banana. It's very lovely. It's very, it's a, is she golden? Or is she yellow? This is not sale. This not is sale. just the dild. The dild. <laughs> The dild, the dild, just for you. The dild, dild, just for Lamanda. Let's do, let's do the, let's do the full experience. All right, so, let's go. Lalo brings you Olga. Lalo. If something can make a super sleek vibrator even more sexy, it's twenty-four karat gold, right? Straight up. This sculpted <laughs> dildo has a long, rounded end for deep penetration, and a flattened end for G-spot and clitoral stimulation. It's as great solo as it is with a partner. <laughs> is it though? Uh, but is it? <laughs> All right. I'm not sure if the 14 karat gold helps anybody, but that's fine. Okay. Well, this is all you because we've done this We're one. Gonna help we with know. That one. This is all you, baby. I have to guess this price. Yes, ma'am. Yep. This this expensive this this expensive ass this dildo. fourteen karat oh, gold dildo. Well, I mean, if we're talking dresses, you guys, and dresses are only two thousand. I mean, this thing's like five thousand dollars. Then, well, I mean, is I that mean, your guess? Where, where, where are we going at? But yeah, I, mean, I don't I mean, know. Let's what say two thousand then. What do you feel? The same as my fucking Ross dress. What do you feel a twenty-four karat gold dildo is worth? Plated. From what? Yes, ma'am. Plated. You plated. Plated. In a box. Plated. It comes in a box. A velvet Don't touch they box. They all. Yeah, they all come in a box, right? Cardboard? No. Velvet. Yes. Enjoy this. Ugh. Let's and it's see non-returnable. 
as are they I all. I would hope not. <laughs> it's that, been in my pussy, can you right, let's just say a thousand dollar dildo. A thousand dollar dildo. Sure. Oh, honey. Mm, oh, things like a four thousand dollar dildo. A whole, you just got a whole honey. Listen, I'm not gonna pay for this thing. Olga here. <laughs> I will run out of fucking Nordstroms with this thing. A night with Olga. <laughs> a night with Olga. It's gonna cost you three thousand four hundred and ninety dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no vibrator is worth that. I can tell you right I now mean, by the looks of her, I wouldn't. I wouldn't swipe right. Your so. hand is fucking <laughs> I, I Like I, I said the right last time, it had better like clean my house, yeah. walk my dogs, and fucking make me dinner for that price. That's God damn it! I'm like, hmm, you might be dipped in fourteen karat gold, babe, but might be. I'm back. But still, still not working I see for you. Me. It's delightful. It's been a delightful evening. I'm super here for you, it. Can you point your mic up instead of at your boobs? Uh, my, it's hard for her to figure out where that's <laughs> my tits Because my tits aren't talking. Correct. Correct. So move your mic anyway, away from your face. So, do we have backhoes? Um, no, good. But I did want to share this shots. story. <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, hang on. Now I have to find it because it was find a that delight that. Okay, so listener Amber, she shared this story Hello, with Amber. us yesterday, and it yes. is a journey, and I love it. So I wanted to Here share it, it with everybody who's not in our squad page, which you should because it's amazing. Treasures like this are there. Okay, so I have to share what my boyfriend told me I did last night after I found him cleansing the apartment at 5 a.m. Oh. I've been in a lot of pain and sleeping terribly lately. I'm sorry, I understand. Um, that was me talking to Amber. So I last read, night... I, by the way, I read this. This it's is great. very intense. Uh, okay. So last okay. night, I, I know took where a, we're going. She's like, I took a muscle relaxer. Typically, I sleep pretty well after taking one, but last night, I woke up a lot. I remember most of the times I woke up, but I guess at around 3 to 4 a.m., I woke up out of a dead sleep laughing like a lunatic, Oh no! walked out of our room laughing, stopped oh, no. for a moment in front of our bedroom door just before the bathroom door, and started laughing even more. Oh, no. My boyfriend was already freaked out because I don't laugh like that or sleepwalk at all, and he asked what I was laughing about. I looked him dead in the eyes and said, a man just ran out of our bathroom. And then I oh, guess I just went no. back to bed. Uh, I... Remember none of this, but I do remember every other time I woke up before and after this. I got up around 5 a.m. to find him cleansing the house. He told me I'm not allowed to listen to true crime or paranormal podcasts before bed anymore. <laughs> oh, sorry, you can eat my ass. And then Amber. she said, uh, she said that the worst part, because I responded, and she's like, the worst part was our cats watched something move from the bathroom to the front door and were hissing and puffed at the same time. Oh. And I just no. said, no. <laughs> uh-uh. We got no. you, boo. We got you, sir. Calm down. No, no, no we I got don't like you. It. I don't like that. But I do love that story. And thank you for sharing. Because yes. it was scary. It made me laugh. It exactly. was a journey. No. It was a journey. It is a journey. And also, uh, thank you for everybody who told us how much they loved the uh second patreon episode so thank you oh yeah yes yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh yes that one that one <laughs> it was it was hey yeah i was like uh are we gonna do this all right yep. bearing it all fucking here you go yep they here's that's they that's loved it and thank you for sharing so, yes and thank you. to not apologize for being taking extra time oh for posting well, it thank you yeah 
But that, I think, is all I got. And behind you, underneath the AC, is a small flat remote. Wait. Okay. I see it. I yep. see it. I see it. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a bar. It's real small and flat. <laughs> a remote. There it is. Ah, oh, yep, 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 yep. There, there we go. go. Throw it at me. Okay, Bill. Chuck it. Ooh, ooh. Oh, yes. oh, yes. He caught it. Caught in my leg pit. Counts. Ugh. It's. It's been an evening. It's got a little There's bit of water. That's, There's that's all shots. I had. Oof. I well, um, then we're going to do this shit? Yeah. All right. Well, I go first. You, yes. Yes. I do. do. Well, as everyone knows here at Ghost Knows, we like a good theme. For the entire fucking month of March, I gave you witches. Yep, four it weeks was of the witches. whole month of March. It was. Almost. The Salem Witch Trials, which is when they started. So I was like, I give unto thee. Well, now. Oh, okay. What's today? Monday. As of yesterday. Five. Yeah. No, yesterday was Easter. Uh-huh. Do you know what happens on Easter? Uh, fucking old man rises from eggs, the dead. Eggs, eggs, eggs. Zombie Jesus. Zombie Jesus. Right. So do you know what I have to, for you all today? Is Story this about the resurrection Christ? of Jesus? I have zombies, bitch. Oh. It's uh, zombies, bitch. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's do it. All right. Well. Zombies. So zombies. Zombs. In zombs. In pop culture. We can thank George Romero and the creators of The Walking Dead and a plethora of other great zombie films. Hold on. I'm having a problem with my... There we go. There we go. <laughs> it's a real sloppy recording, you guys. But I we're mean... Here. We're having fun. Look, you been here. Okay, we've been here with vodka. We're here now. Uh, anywho, so... There's a plethora... Oh, there's a whole... Never mind. <laughs> I'm like, my okay, so I'm going to take a bathroom break. No, so. my page flew because of the AC. Welcome anyway. to Half the Stories this week by Ghosts and Us. <laughs> <sighs> a plethora of great zombie films out there, like some of my personal faves. There's 28 Days Later, yeah. World War Z. I haven't seen it. Shaun of yeah. the Fucking Dead. Absolutely. And the Zombieland films. Day but of the Dead, which I have did, tattooed on my body. Right? Mm. But where did the zombie come from? And why? Please tell me. I will. Okay. The first known story of an undead creature needing to eat blood for strength comes from the Odyssey, written by Homer Mm. in the 8th century BC. And George Romero, being the first to bring the bloodthirsty walking dead into pop culture, didn't actually call his creatures zombies. He did not. They were called ghouls. So... To get to the source of the word zombie and the idea we have all gotten to know and understand, we need to go to Haiti. So, zombie folklore has been around for centuries in Haiti, most likely originating in the 17th century when West African slaves were brought over to work on Haiti's sugarcane plantations. They came with their beliefs and superstitions. And the slaves would have been using words like zombie, zumbi, or vumbi, depending on where they were from, which would eventually become zombie, Z-O-M-B-I, in Haitian French, and zombie, Z-O-N as in Nancy, B-I, in Haitian Creole. Hmm. 
It was thought that after death, the deity Baron Samedi would gather them from their grave and bring them to a heavenly afterlife back in Africa, unless they had offended him in some way, in which case they would be forever a slave after death as a zombie. So the slave drivers on the plantations, who were usually slaves themselves and sometimes voodoo priests, used the fear of zombification to discourage slaves from committing suicide. In an essay for the New York Times in 2012, University of Columbia, God damn it, there we go, Got wind it. from the AC. You, okay, I just need to point out real quick, you've been reading perfectly, but I, you cannot fucking handle pieces of paper. Well, I have to hold it down because the air is coming from over to my right and it's making my paper go to the left. There, See, it did it again. So... In an essay for the New York Times in 2012, University of of California, Irvine professor Amy Willens called zombies a very logical offspring of New World slavery. According to Willens, because slavery in colonial Haiti was so viciously brutal, death was the only real escape and seen as a way to return to Africa via Baron Samedi. And according to Willens, suicide was the slave's only way to take control over his or her own body, and yet the fear of becoming a zombie might stop them from doing so. This final rest in green leafy heavenly Africa with no sugar cane to cut and no master to appease or serve is unavailable to the zombie. To become a zombie was the slave's worst nightmare to be dead and still a slave, an internal field hand. So, okay. right? So the the slave drivers are like, hey, you can't fucking, I know this sucks, but if you commit suicide, you're going to be a fucking slave for legit ever yeah. in the afterlife. For eternity. Correct. So the concept of zombification has been associated with the religion of voodoo, but it actually plays no part in the faith's formal practices. Zombification itself is the act of reviving a dead person physically by the act of necromancy performed by a bokor, which is a term for a voodoo witch for hire that practices for both light and dark magic, and and it's their black magic that includes the creation of zombies by the use of a zombie powder, which is made with tetrodoxin, and I had to put the hyphens in there because it's a really hard word, which is the neurotoxin found in pufferfish. Oh. And there's some other species that carry it as well. In 1864, a criminal code was actually passed, which acknowledges the practice. The code states, also shall be qualified as attempted murder, the employment which may be made by any person of substances which, without causing actual death, produce a lethargic coma more or less prolonged, if after the administering of such substances the person has been buried, the act shall be considered murder no matter what the result follows. So by 1864, Haitian law was like recognizing this shit. So if somebody is buried alive after being given some of this shit it's actually considered murder because they're oh. not dead 
So the mainstreaming of the word zombie would actually begin in 1929 when the travel writer William Seabrook released his book on Haiti and voodoo titled The Magic Island, in which he wrote about seeing voodoo cults in Haiti and the concept of the zombie. Several film scholars believe his book was the basis of the very first zombie movie ever, which was the 1932 horror film White Zombie. In October of 1936, a woman wandered into the village of Henry in Haiti. She was dazed and confused, rightfully so, because she was thought to be a woman named Felicia Felix Mentor that had actually died in 1907. Oh, Lord. The woman would alternately refer to herself in the first and third person, and at times she would laugh maniacally for no reason. I don't like that. (laughs) African-American writer Zora Neale Hurston was actually there at the time researching Haitian customs for her book that she was writing, and she witnessed the scene firsthand. She would later write in her book, Wind. She didn't say that. I did. I had... (laughs) (laughs) She would go on to write in her book, uh, yes, she did. I had the rare opportunity to see and touch an authentic case. I listened to the broken noises in its throat. If I had not experienced all of this in the strong sunlight of a hospital yard, turn page, I might have come away from Haiti interested but doubtful. I saw this case of Felicia Felix Mentor, which was vouched for by the highest authority, so I know there are zombies in Haiti. People have been called back from the dead. The sight was dreadful, that blank face with the dead eyes. The eyelids were white all around the eyes as if it had been burned with acid. There was nothing you could say to her or get from her except by looking at her, and the sight of this wreckage was too much to endure for too long. Hurston was there. She looked into the rumors that the woman had been given a psychoactive drug that she was unable to locate anyone willing to offer in... Wow. Words. She was unable to locate anyone that would give her information. Ah. She also wrote, What is more, if science ever gets to the bottom of voodoo in Haiti... In Africa, it will be found that some important medical secrets, still unknown to medical science, give it its power rather than the gestures of ceremony. Oh. Words are hard. Saying that if anyone fucking figures this out, they've actually pinpointed a fucking drug that will make people this way. Hmm. So, the woman known as Felicia was examined by a doctor... And x-rays indicated that she did not have a leg fracture that Felix Mentor was known to have. So he determined that her reappearance was either a case of mistaken identity or severe schizophrenia. But Zora Neale Hurston insisted it was a result of pharmacological zombification. Okay. You got through both of those words very well. They, and I'm those proud of are you. really big words. Pharmacological zombification. Thank you. you killed it. Those are really big words. <laughs> so, one of the most famous studies of Haitian zombies was by the anthobotanist Wade Davis, who then wrote *The Serpent in the Rainbow*. Oh uh, yes. Y'all a ever heard of this? Great film. 
Serpent and Rainbow. Right. Uh, ew. Well, which bill is it? Pullman. Uh, okay, but the title of his book was The Serpent and the Rainbow, Harvard Scientist's Astonishing Journey into the Secret Societies of Haitian Voodoo, Zombies, and Magic. Again, it's a you've very long very title. Well. Too, Thank you. That's a, Thank too you. much. I'm so proud of me. <laughs> title. Are we proud of me? I'm proud of me. Yes. Thank you. So, um, one of the cases he studied while there was of a man named... Clervius Narcisse. On April 30th, 1962, Narcisse went to the Albert Schweitzer Hospital in Deschpile, which is a town in the Urbanite Valley of Haiti. He had suddenly become ill. He had body aches, fever, and a bloody cough, a la the galloping consumption. He was admitted, and his condition deteriorated quickly, but the doctors could not find any cause of his illness. He died the next day with his family at his bedside. Eighteen years later, in 1981, Clervius' sister, Angelina, was in the village marketplace doing her daily thing. Where you, do you have to pee? Where are you going? What's happening? Do you have to go pee? Yeah, go pee. Okay. She's trying not to call attention Amanda's to peeing, and I just totally <laughs> called her out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Clairvius' sister, Angelina, was in the village marketplace doing her daily thing, and there he was. Her dead fucking brother, Clairvius. He approached her, and when he got there, the look on her face must have said a lot because he told her that it was him, and then he gave the childhood nickname that he had that no one could have known. So, with 18 years of what the fuck... To discuss Clairvius, he recounted the memories of his own death, including being buried alive. That was not... Buried alive? (laughs) That was not right. Including being buried alive. Don't judge me. I'm not judging you. I'm laughing at you. (laughs) So, according to him... He was in the hospital and he died. Everything went, when when he died, everything went black and he was but he was very aware of everything that was going on around him. I don't like it. But he couldn't move or speak. Oh no. He heard the doctor pronounce him dead. He heard his family cry. He recounted his funeral even showing her a scar on his face from where a coffin nail cut him when it was pounded oh, in. Oh, I don't love it. Uh, You shouldn't. So Angelina brought her brother home and friends and family came to see him. He was asked questions that only Clairvius would know and he passed all tests with flying colors. It was him. So what the fuck happened? Well, Clairvius was about to spill the tea. So this was done to him by his own brother over a property dispute. See, very shortly after he had been buried... Amanda just got back from peeing. She did. She's, did. she's back. I'll announce it. No problem. Yep. I'm okay. going to be quiet for sound. I'm like, yep. oh, God, I want to do this I know. Sound. She, she wrote right. out a little note on her phone. I'm like, God, am I going to do sound? You fucking assholes. I'm like, hold! I got to piss. I was like, you're fine, you're fine. 
Go so ahead. don't worry about it. Now I have to pee. I she? See? Oh yes. no, you're peeing. <laughs> jello shots, jello shots. Jello, 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 jello shots. Okay, so where was I? Okay, so Clairvius is about to spill the tea. His own brother did this to him over a property dispute. So shortly after he had been buried, a group of men came and dug his ass up. And with them was a you book. You have the best drug voice. I did. Do I? <laughs> it's everything I want. Is it in though? A drug white lady. It's my favorite. Fucking Is it? Am I? Am I the face of a drunk <laughs> white lady voice? A group of men. <laughs> This episode is completely <laughs> off the rails. Which, you know what? Somebody needs this. This this is somebody going, you somebody. <laughs> somebody you look. This is going to be this. this. Yeah, Who's catharsis? Is this? This episode will be something, everything to somebody. I just heard everybody cackling from the bathroom. I was like, uh-oh. I was commenting that D has... I have a good drunk voice. The best drunk voice. Uh, I mean, I'm into it. Gotcha. So, look. This guy's dead. He's in his grave. He's fucking tripping. And all of a sudden, all these dudes fucking dig him up. Right? And there's a Bokor there. We've talked about these guys. So they chained him up and they sold him to a sugar plantation. So when he got there, there were others there like him. And they were all given daily doses of a concoction that kept them all in a zombie-like state and unable to resist or leave. Why are you still fucking laughing? I can <laughs> I see you out the side of my dying. fucking eyes, man. Sheer chuckles. Not opposed to it? Do we have to go do more jello shots? What's happening? <laughs> are we, we going to go big or are we going to go home? What the fuck is going on? Both. <laughs> yeah, I'm there. So. I mean, yeah, right. I, I would make animals. Well, look, look, Clairvius did, however, escape after two years of captivity, but the fear of what his brother would do to him kept him in hiding, and he only came back because he had heard that his brother died. So when Wade Davis investigated Narcissa's case, he claimed to have discovered the key to zombification, and he claimed that a living person can be turned into a zombie by two special powders being introduced into the bloodstream, usually through a wound. Or a gash. What are you doing? You're killing me, man. You're killing me. You're killing me. So, okay, the first is tetro... You know what it was? Doc- toxin... I looked over and I saw her 
very quickly giggle and then just stifle. And I have stifle. to stop. It's stifle. I feel like I'm a fucking and kindergartner. As as I I'm about it. to get yelled at. Tetrodetoxin is a really big word, and I'm really proud of it. I myself. like that the big words are super easy for you today, yeah. but <laughs> literally <laughs> any other word. Small words are really hard. Buried. Look. Look. Anyway. So, tetrodetoxin. Small words. Because I'm a badass bitch. Tetrodetoxin. Anyway, I am going to laugh really hard if somebody fish. responds like, that's okay. not how you say it. <laughs> I, bro- I broke it down hyphenetically so yes. that I could actually say it with hyphens. Hyphenetically. Is hyphenetically. It's I mean, I like thing. it. It's a, it should be a word now. <laughs> it's not a word. I don't think so. Look, I broke this shit down hyphenetically. Phonetically is a word. I broke it down hyphenetically. I, hyphenetically huge. Look, there's hyphens. I so know that. That's why I, I knew what you meant, but I was like, wait. We understand. We yeah. had... Several I was like, hours wait a get, minute. We get context. Oh, yeah, it was good. Fuck you, bitches. It was like, wait, 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 wait. Anyway, but the mm. second powder <laughs> is from the Datura plant. Mm. Ooh, I've had one of those before. I have owned a Datura plant. They okay, smell. so together, these powders are said to induce a death-like state in which the will of the victim would be entirely subjected to that of the bokor. It's really a hard word, Bokor. <laughs> so it could, nope, yes. <laughs> Wait, what? You still love us. It could never be conclusively determined, however, whether or not. <laughs> Stop it! Or you can't laugh like that. I'm going to pee in my chair. You can't do that. <laughs> Oh, today's a day. So, I just want to, <laughs> whether you have to say all the syllables I in a word. <laughs> oh I can't. Look, it could never be conclusively determined, however, <laughs> whether or not the substance was actually used on Narcisse, and authorities never found any sugar plantation that was worked solely by zombies. So they tried to find where he was being held captive. They couldn't. It wasn't a thing. So another case from Haiti is that of 30-year-old Francine Elias. In 1976, Francine was admitted to the hospital. She was weak and having severe digestive issues. God damn it. There we go. She was treated and released, but several days later, she died and was buried in the local cemetery. Three years later, Francine's mother got a call from a friend, and she was like, girl, I need you to come now to the market and meet me now, okay? So her mother was like, yeah, girl, I got you, went and met her friend. And that's when she was told that a woman had been found in the market, and she was not okay. The woman was emaciated, catatonic, and squatting in a corner, head down with her hands over her face. Now, I'm sure Homegirl was wondering what any of this shit had to do with her until her friend told her, it's your daughter Francine. So she looked at the woman and she's like, yep, nope, that's my daughter. And she identified her by a scar on her forehead. Well, Francine was also identified by her at then time seven-year-old daughter, as well as her siblings, other villagers, her husband, and a local priest. 
Francine's family tried to care for her, but she never seemed to recover. She was unable to care for herself and remained in a catatonic state. The family actually accused her husband of zombifying her. Apparently, he was pissed after she had had an affair. Francine's mother wanted to be sure and possibly prove her theory, so she petitioned for Francine's coffin to be exhumed, to which the court gave their permission. Too heavy to be empty. As it was brought up, her mother's thought was, okay, well, um... I could be wrong, so maybe her body is in there. Um, well, they pulled it up, and actually, they lifted the lid, and all they found in the coffin was stones. It was, it was full of fucking rocks. Snap. Yep. Thank you. It was then determined uh, Francine likely suffered from catatonic schizophrenia, and she was admitted to the psychiatric hospital in Port-au-Prince. However... Why the fuck was her fucking coffin full of rocks? Very good question. Right. So what is it about zombies in pop culture? It's not like vampires, where even if they sparkle, they're sexy, and you <laughs> want to be bitten by one. Nobody wants to be bitten by a zombie. So I'd what exactly be bitten is it? Really by anybody. In general. Right? I think I know what it is. You wouldn't right? twilight that? You wouldn't get... A little sparkle on your skin from Edward? Oh, uh, no. Or Jacob. Either one. I mean, I, I'd werewolf. be a werewolf. Any of the colors. I'd be a werewolf before but, I be right, a vampire, but... Right? No. I would let myself get bitten. So, you'd be... Uh, <laughs> right? I, I'll be I bit. would. I would say, fuck Team it. Jacob, whether you're Team Jacob or Team Edward, you're like one or the other, and you're like, yeah, bite me, but Someone's who's gonna say, me. hey, you're a zombie, bite me? Nobody, yeah, no, right? Because no, they don't. They're not cute. Well, no. That's why. Exactly. I want to fuck a zombie like I want to fuck Taylor Lautner. Exactly. That, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so what is it? So what is it about zombies in pop culture? I think I know. I'm pretty okay. sure I got it. I think I got it. So there are countless <laughs> films, graphic novels, video games, and TV shows. We have many variations of zombie, ranging from cognizant, relatable, and friendly, like in the Netflix show I Zombie. Oh, it's a great show. Right? It is. To the utterly, right? To the utterly fucking terrifying sprinters, like in the film 28 Days Later. Yeah, I don't like that. Nobody likes that. So we all have our favorite type, as well as, like, the slow-moving, easy-to-evade, non-thinking meat show in The Walking Dead, to the fucking smart and evil zombie, as in I Am Legend. Mm, sure. Whatever your jam is, and if you are a fan of the zombie in pop culture, then you have a jam. It's one or the other. I'm sure we all have our own reasons, or not, whichever it is, for being fascinated with them. <clears throat> but either way, we all know a little bit more now than we knew before about how it all began. But before I go, I'm going to leave you all with a truly fucked up story from nature. Oh. Party. I give unto you the zombie ant. Yeah, oh, I hate those. Have you shit. heard of this oh, shit? Yeah. <laughs> These two. I watch things uh, on ants. Yes, y'all. I know about ants. That <laughs> is a fucking like thing. an ant or an ant. So a bug. There <laughs> are zombie out ants out there in nature afflicted oh, yes. by a parasitic fungus. Yeah. That biologically manipulates the insect into doing its bidding. Oh, yeah. Here's how it works. Fungi of the genus... Uh, 
You've nailed all of them so far. Big words. Ophiocordyceps. Oh, cordyceps. Ophiocordyceps. Yeah, cordyceps. The so-called zombie ant fungus needs an ant to complete their cycle. So when the ant comes across the fungal spores while foraging, the fungus infects the insect and quickly spreads throughout its body. The fungal cells in the ant's head releases chemicals that hijack the insect's central nervous system. The fungus then forces the ant to climb up some sort of vegetation and forces the ant to clamp down on a leaf or twig, and then it fucking kills the ant, which then, after death, grows a spore-releasing stalk out of the back of its fucking head to infect more ants on the ground below. Now, if that's not some horrifying bullshit, then I don't know what is. And if nature can make a fucking zombie, then I don't see why man can't either. That is fair. And that is a story of post-Easter zombie Jesus zombies. Yes. And zombies. So. Zombies. There's a game called The Last of Us. Yes. And The Last of Us is about zombies that come about over an outbreak of cordyceps. Oh. Yeah, so that's what happens. And if you look at zombie amps who get cordyceps, they get these weird fucking growths. Okay, so what's a cordyceps in your definition then? It's a fungus. It's a fungus. In an actual Did you guys see that goddamn uh, video that went viral of that deer that was like sliced open and then had like whatever fungi that was on it? They were saying it was the same thing. So with the ants... The spores get in them. The ants are technically dead. It yeah. kills the ant, but they still move. Yeah. And then the stalk grows out the back of their fucking skull yeah. and releases spores onto all the other bugs oh, below. Oh, no, I That's don't like that. Some like, literally fucked... someone just... No. There's a tarantula that has, like, a bunch it's... of shit See? on it. Yes. No. That's some fucked up shit. Yes. That's some yes. fucked up shit. Yes. Nature actually does this. This is oh, a thing that truly it. happens. And you wonder why I don't want to go to there. I have seen It this. grows up out the back of their fucking ant skull and releases yeah. zombie spores onto everyone else. Yep, it's yep, fucking yep. horrifying. So that's not an ant, but that's what cordyceps do. It's yeah. horrifying. It looks like it looks like is. coral coming out of them. And it yeah. forces the thing like to go up and latch on to a branch or some shit and hover above and release zombifying spores out the fucking thing that grows out the back of their skull. It's horrifying. I know. Yeah, this is the one that I saw just recently. It's posted on horrifying. Facebook. I really have to pee. Do it. So I do, but it's I'm gonna disgusting looking. Uh, Let me see. Yep, nope, it's fucking oh, horrifying. Shit. But yeah. here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nature truly does this. Yeah. So yes. why can't men? Why the fuck not? Probably. So for all those people that say, yeah, no, they, you can't do zombies with all them powders, I'm pretty sure you can. Well, I think yeah. after we realize COVID-19 exists, then we have to realize that there's fungus that might so, possibly do the same. Before I piss all over my chair, bullshit. my sources are Life Science, <clears throat> Joseph Castro, Many a Wiki, TheAtlantic.com, Mike Mariani, History.com, Ranker.com, Christopher Schultz, MedicalNewToday.com, Maria Kohut, PhD, and NPR.org, Lakshmi Gandhi. I'm about to piss my pants. I will be right the fuck back. Zombie ants, fuck them. Yeah, if you guys want to see 
<clears throat> horrifying pictures of cordyceps. Yeah, C o r d y c e p t s. Cordyceps. Yeah. yeah. It's, God damn. Ugh, I don't love it. It is a scary, scary fungus. No, yeah, I want absolutely nothing to do with yeah. any part of she that. Shows you parasites. I also she I, shows you. I don't want it. All of our I don't issues. Like it. I don't love I mean, it. Look at COVID. I don't our want our parasite. It. No, thank you. Get ready. No. <laughs> Oh, I don't like it. It's terrifying. It, it, I mean, it's terrifying. It, it isn't. Cordyceps don't, as of now, affect humans, and they've yes. been around yes. for a long time. Right, 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 right. So it would take some real quick, serious evolution for that oh, to be Oh, absolutely. Thing, but just like know? kind of just juxtaposition or of scientific. Or something fuckery. What we battle now on sure. our own versus what they're battling. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that could. Be definitely one of those things where a scientist is like super Jurassic Park about it. In the end, it's like you never thought about if you should, right? 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 right. <laughs> like you could, but don't. I mean, I, 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 I kind of have a feeling that a lot of scientists understand that the work that they do towards sci-fi pop culture. Oh, I'm not things. saying like regular scientists. I'm just thinking of like that one fucking weird disgruntled Doctor Moreau scientist yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. ooh. I'm going to fuck around with these fucking cordyceps. Yeah, I don't like it. I feel like it's probably, aside from a video game, a movie of some kind. Which it is, uh, The Last of Us, and soon to be an HBO miniseries. That's right. Very excited about it. It's a great game. Everybody should play it. I'm back. I've paid. Black Summer on Netflix is an excellent zombie miniseries. Okay. I'm done now. I'm sorry. That's fine. I... I, I stopped watching The Walking Dead of the gar- a Garbage People. Like, I don't even know where it is anymore. Oh, is it I, even I stopped there? watching a while ago. Yeah, still going. Yeah, it's still happening. I haven't and watched I it. I really in a long liked time. Uh, the before one Fear, oh, the, Walking Fear Dead? the Walking Dead. Yeah. I don't think I watched that. Uh, that shit got weird, too. What do you have? What's going on? Well, I need to go get some party stuff. Do it. Uh, oh, you need party stuff like weed? Party favors. Party favors. Oh. So. Co-producer uh, Amanda's like, yeah, I love it. Party so favorite. I, well, if you thought we weren't going to be interrupting, I oh, I know, I know you will. But <laughs> once I tell you what my story is, you might change your mind a little bit. Uh-oh. It might be a well, little, we might not, a little. It's, it's a little bit of a bummer. Oh, go so I might get higher. Like, hmm? I, I, should I get higher than this? Then? <laughs> like, get ready. Oh, I will. I want to hear what it is. Oh, so. okay, okay, yeah. okay. But and I then get the weed. Amplify my state of mind. Intro your story. Oh, I would. <laughs> but I'm afraid of it honestly <laughs> today's a day uh, so I did mean to do this story last week okay but because you know I love a theme but and I had a month uh, of witches it's yeah. fine the, this story did not have the witchy bookend element that my brain insisted on having fair so I'm doing it today okay and I am going to be telling y'all about the life and death of Tejano sensation, Selena Quintanilla oh. Perez. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Go get your weed, yeah. man. Yeah. Bitty, bitty, bamba. Selena. Selena. Oh, well, yeah. shit. All right. Yeah. We're going there. Yep. Yeah. So. Right. I'm uh, intrigued. You should be. Uh, Selena was born on April 16th, 1971. <gasps> April 15th. <laughs> in Sorry. Lake Jackson, Texas, somebody's God. birthday. To parents Marcella and Abraham Quintanilla Jr., uh, joining older siblings Abraham, AB, the third, oh, and wow. Suzette. She would be 50. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Uh, time is weird. Time is time weird. Time is weird. Uh, so Abraham Quintanilla Jr., their father, was a musician and played with the band Los Dinos from 1957 to 1972. Uh, when Selena was about six years old, her father noticed that she was musically gifted, saying her timing, her pitch were perfect. I could see oh, it from God. day one. Who was the dad in that movie? <clears throat> That guy. Edward James Olmos. Yes, thank you. Uh, you don't need to look. It's him. Yeah. So Edward in nineteen James Olmos. In nineteen eighty one, Abraham opened up a Tex Mex restaurant in Lake Jackson called Papagayos and often had his children perform there to entertain guests under the name Selena Elos Dinos. Uh, sadly, a recession caused Papagayos to go out of business the following year, leading the Quintanillas to file for bankruptcy. Uh, after getting evicted from their home, the family packed up and headed to Corpus Christi, where Abraham began hiring out Selena Elis Dinos for weddings, quinceañeras, and other events to bring in money. All right. Uh, they also performed on the streets. Uh, on the streets? On the streets, on occasion. Yes. Uh, when Selena was in eighth grade, Abraham removed her from school so that she could tour. Uh, this was an unpopular decision with Selena's teachers, but Abraham told them to mind their business. Eventually, she did earn her diploma uh, when she was 17 through the American School of Correspondence in Chicago and was later accepted to both Louisiana State University and Pacific Western University, uh, which is where she ended up enrolling in business administration courses. Uh, Abraham bought and refurbished a bus he dubbed Big Bertha, which the family used as a touring vehicle, uh, although the first few years on the road were rough. Uh-oh. Uh, they barely scraped up, an, up enough money for gas and often had to sing to be able to pay for food. Um, things started to look up in 1984, however, when Selena y Los Dinos recorded their first album. Uh, despite being Mexican-American, Selena didn't grow up speaking Spanish and wanted to record the album in English, but Abraham felt that she needed to record music that reflected her heritage. So while recording the album, she learned the words to each song in Spanish phonetically, um, which is not uncommon. So I was listening to My Favorite Murder, a very old episode about this case. And uh, hyphenetically, I get it. Kind of. There were no hyphens in this one, though. You never know. Uh, but Karen pointed out that the lead singer of Roxette did the same thing. So the song oh, must have been love. Because she did, she did not, not speak, speak English. English. And so she had to do the same thing. Phonetically. So, it's like hyphenate. It's, it's kind of the same. Oh, I get the point. Yes. Uh, she did eventually go on to learn Spanish, though. Okay. Uh, at the time, the Tejano music industry was dominated by men. And the Quintanillas were told that Selena would never succeed in the industry because Lies. she was a woman. Lies. Uh, so she and her family promoted their music hard, and it paid off. Fair. In 1987, Selena was nominated for Female Vocalist of the Year at the Tejano Music Awards and won for the next nine years in a row. Because it's Selena, and she's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Betty Bita Mamba. Kind of. After seeing her perform at the Tano Music Awards in 1989, Selena was signed to Sony Music Latin. Uh, she recorded a few songs in English at the request of music exec Jose Bejar, who believed she had enormous potential for a crossover, but the higher-ups didn't believe that a Mexican-American woman with a small fan base could make a successful crossover album. You fools. Yeah. Lies. Any long. Uh, her self-titled debut album was released in October of 1989, and it went over really fucking well. Especially in comparison to other female Tejano singers, who 
maybe have been a little bit salty that she kept winning things because they're like, Look, we've been doing this for a long time. You know what? Time. Sometimes you're just a winner. Sometimes. So later that same year, uh, Selena was approached by Coca-Cola and acted as a spokesperson in some of their regional commercials for Texas. Uh, right around this time, Chris Perez joined the band as their guitarist, right, and right. he and Selena hit it off almost instantly. Must um, be in love. Yes. <laughs> also, yes. Uh, so they tried to squash their feelings for one another, but they started to see each other in secret. Yes, they did. Uh, they were absolutely terrified that Abraham wouldn't approve of their relationship, and they were absolutely correct about that. Well, Edward uh, James almost is always angry. Well, also, he's not really Edward James almost. I know. Uh, but, but I do love him. He does play a very of, wonderful, right? surly dude. Straight like, up. Like, real good at it. So, uh, I'll come back to their relationship in a good. little bit. Good, so, good, but while the good, romance good. was budding... Uh, Selena released her second album, which would end up having one of her most successful singles on it, Baila Esta Cumbia. Is that Betty Bitty Bomba? It, it, no. No. It's Baila Esta Cumbia. <laughs> Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb is its, its own song. single. Oh, yeah, yeah, what was, okay. Two different songs, but Got yes, it. yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, if you don't know that song, you need to go listen to I it might. right now because you probably do, and it's yes. amazing. And I'm sure I do. Yeah. So now that you've probably paused and come back because I made you listen to that song because I mean, it's sh- incredible. Should we do it now? Like Hi. pause and come back? Well, I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. I'll play it afterwards. Though, right. so it's yeah, really do the, fucking good. Do the things. I think I shall. we know it. Good, good, good. Yes. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. So, play uh, it that way. Yeah. yeah do that. So, do that. Do that. Baila uh, Estacumbia gained incredible traction in Mexico and was eventually certified platinum with over uh, 150,000 units or albums sold, on, which Selena. was a pretty huge deal because mm-hmm. at the time, Tejano music and Mexican-Americans weren't super popular in Mexico, yeah. but Selena changed all of that. Yeah. She's amazing. Yes. Uh, in 1991, uh, Alvaro Torres, a Salvadoran singer, wrote a duet that he wanted to sing with Selena. She accepted, and the single Buenos Amigos earned the pair nominations at both the Billboard Music Awards and the Tejano Music Awards. Yeah. Uh, it also earned Selena her first number one single. And during all of this, Abraham was approached by a woman that wanted to start a Selena fan club in San Antonio. Uh, He figured it would be a great way to get more attention for Selena and eventually approved the woman's request. Hmm. Her name? Yeah. Yolanda Saldivar. Fucking Yolanda. Um, So back to Selena's relationship with Chris Perez. Yes. Uh, After getting caught acting lovey-dovey with each other by Suzette, her older sister, Uh -uh. uh, Abraham lost his shit a little bit. Uh, He told the young couple that they weren't allowed to be together under any circumstances and that he would break up the band if they continued to see each other. I'm going to break up the band. He even went so far as to call Perez a cancer in my family. Oh, no. Uh, Being young and in love, they played along while still seeing each other on the down low until they were caught again. Uh, Abraham fired Perez from the band, believing the problem to be over. However... The couple eloped on April 2nd, 1992. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not how that works. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. not. Uh, you can't see each other. Oh, yeah? We're married now. <laughs> uh, to say that her father didn't take the news well would be an understatement at best, but he eventually apologized to his now son-in-law and welcomed him back into the band and kind of into the family. 
Uh, a month after the wedding, Selena released her third album, which stayed at number one on the U.S. Billboard Regional Mexican Albums charts for eight months straight, and it was Snap. certified ten times platinum by the RIAA. She was so good. God damn. Ten times. I fucking love Selena, dude. Yes. Uh, It was also the first album by a female Tejano singer to sell over 350,000 units in Mexico Mm -hmm. specifically. Which, I mean, let's think about this. Like, it's, for those of us living in the U.S., I mean, yeah, we heard of Selena, but we didn't quite understand. But even then, we knew how fucking amazing she was. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we love the music that she did, but it, the fact that she came from just all of this mm-hmm. and what she was really getting back just uh, we did, but we shows. Did, yeah, and but we didn't really know, but we all fucking know Selena. Mm-hmm. Um, the single Como La Flor earned her a Song of the Year nomination at the 1993 Tejano Music Awards and was listed as the second best-selling regional Mexican album of all time in 1994. Uh, her next album, Selena Live, which was a re- live recording of a free Corpus Christi concert from 1993, which earned her a Grammy for Best Mexican American Album and a Tejano Music Award for Best Album. Wow. Uh, the next couple of years were incredibly busy for the rising star and included the opening of two boutiques, one in San Antonio and one in Corpus Christi, called Selena, etc. Uh, the boutique was a clothing store and salon all rolled into one. Yes. Prepping. Huh? Gotcha. Is, is it prep um, now? It's good. Okay, you ready to go? Yeah. Do uh, it. Do the thing. In 1994, she had I a like cameo in Johnny Depp's Don Juan DeMarco and knocked Gloria Estefan out of the number one spot on the charts. Oh, damn. Uh-huh. Um, while all of this was going on, Yolanda Saldivar managed to burrow herself into Selena's inner circle like a bloodthirsty tick. Now, here's a little bit of info about Yolanda Saldivar. That bit. There's only a little bit to know about her, aside from the fact that she's the worst. Uh, she came from a large family sure. and was a registered nurse. Okay. Uh, she initially wasn't a fan of Selena because the young star had beaten her previous Tejano favorites out of some awards. But after taking her niece to a Selena concert in 1991, her opinion changed and she decided to start the Selena Quintanilla fan club. Okay. Um Saldivar claims that she only left three messages for Abraham regarding the founding of the fan club, but he says that she called him repeatedly and left at least 15 messages about it. 15? Mm-hmm. Oh. Which caused him to eventually relent and agree to the fan club. He's like, all right, yes, cool. Just He's like, shut okay, the okay, fuck it. up. He's like, it's actually not shut a terrible idea. Shut the fuck up. Uh, the fan club was up and running in June of 1991 uh, with Yolanda acting as the president and founder of the group. Membership fees were $22, which would get you a shirt, exclusive band interviews, concert updates, and more. Uh, the membership proceeds were also to be donated to various charities. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Saldivar did not meet Selena in person until six months later in December of 1991. Up until this point, she had been mostly dealing with Suzette, her sister. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but after they met, her infatuation got deep. In fact... A, um, oh, the screen went on. I got distracted. No, it's fine. Um, a source revealed to anchorwoman Maria Celeste Araras that if Selena would say jump, Saldivar would jump three times. Uh, yeah. Uh, according to Araras herself, Saldivar was the most efficient assistant that Selena had ever had. 
1994, Saldivar had recruited over 8,000 members for the San Antonio-based fan club. That's a lot. It is a lot. And in under four years, 8,000 members. Um, she went and gave up her well-paying job as an in-home nurse for terminally ill patients to work for Selena full-time. Okay. Like a giant pay cut to yeah. be close to Selena. Um, because I love you, Selena! Uh, by 1994... Oh, nope, I did that part already, sorry. Yep. I got distracted. Jello shots, it's fine. No, I just lost my place because sure. I'm blind and it happens too frequently. Uh, oh, there it is. Oh, I hate this part. So over time, Saldivar plastered the walls of her room with photos and posters of the singer. she's a fucking stalker. Uh, burned candles. She's a stalker. Uh, and would often play videos of Selena, like music videos or whatever, for people that would come over. Because she is a yeah. stalker. It was a big time yikes, especially when you realize that Selena trusted Saldivar so much, she gave her friend gifts, took her on trips, and even gave her the keys to her house. Right, right. That's how wow. close and how much Selena trusted this woman. Um, in January of 1994, while well, she was only in her early 20s yeah, and she, brand new. But I get why she trusted her. Yeah, just it just was. Hindsight. Poor choices. So in January of 1994, the Quintanillas decided that since they'd be touring a lot, uh, that Saldivar would be the best person to manage Selena, etc. due to her success running the fan club. Uh, Saldivar then moved from San Antonio to Corpus Christi to manage the boutiques and be closer to Selena. Uh, in a later interview, Abraham, her father, stated that despite there being no real reason for it, he had always mistrusted Yolanda. Fair. Uh, while she was sweet as pie to everyone, whenever was, uh, Selena was present at the boutique, staff members said that she was outright awful and treated them horribly. Um, there had been talks of opening Selena, etc. boutiques in Puerto Rico and Mexico, but in December of 1994, business started to take a turn. Uh -oh. uh, the boutiques were unable to pay bills due to insufficient funds in the company bank accounts. And the staff numbers dropped to 14 from almost 40 employees. Uh, some of the staff cuts were potentially due to the lack of funds. But the majority of the employees were fired by Saldivar because she simply didn't like them. As it turns uh, out, how that works. no, the Amer uh, the American Express card that Selena had handed over to Saldivar for business expenses had been used to take business associates and potential clients out to swanky restaurants without Selena's knowledge or permission, uh, to rent pricey town cars for herself, and to purchase two cell phones for Saldivar's personal use. Because she needs two. Of course. Uh, yes. Before this information came out... Uh, the handful of employees that remained at the boutiques told Selena how poorly Saldivar treated them, in addition to other complaints about her shady behavior. Selena didn't think that Saldivar, someone she considered a close friend by this point, would ever harm her business, so the employees took their worries to Abraham, citing her possessiveness over the singer and belief that Saldivar's end goal was to control the young star's empire. Uh, they also reported that Saldivar claimed she wanted to be like Selena. In turn, Abraham tried to warn his daughter that Saldivar may not be the person she'd presented herself to be, but Selena didn't believe that her friend would ever do anything to hurt her intentionally and shrugged it off as just another person that her dad was mistrusting for no particular reason. Boo. 
Um, Selena's cousin Deborah Ramirez began working at the boutiques in January of 1995 as an assistant to help get the Mexican expansion going, but she quit after a week. Uh, she felt that Saldivar was obsessed with the singer and also discovered that receipts were missing from several sales. Right, right. Uh, when she questioned Saldivar, she was told to mind her business and the missing receipts weren't her concern. Oh, yeah. but they are. They truly are. Uh, Saldivar also got into frequent arguments with Martin Gomez, who acted as Selena's fashion designer. Uh, according to Gomez, Saldivar didn't pay the company's bills. Uh, she sabotaged numerous custom items that he created for Selena, etc. fashion shows, and that she was completely mismanaging Selena's affairs. Uh, after hearing both of them bitch about each other constantly, Selena kind of demoted Gomez from his position and began designing the clothing herself. Uh, and in one of the articles I read, it also talked about how Yolanda Saldivar recorded conversations between herself and uh, Martin Gomez without him knowing and oh. would play them for Selena. And she would like lead him into oh, saying no, stuff. Okay. So it did not look great for him. Yeah. Um, and that was, it always does. Shit took a sharp turn and got real bad real quick. Um, Saldivar's jealousy over Selena's other relationships, both business and personal, finally began to sour Selena's feelings towards her one-time friend. Uh, in January of 95, Abraham started getting calls from angry fan club members who said uh, that they'd paid their membership fees, uh -oh. but never received anything in return. Uh, oh, and they'll tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and after looking into it a little further, he discovered that Saldivar had been forging checks in her sister's name to embezzle $60,000 from both boutiques and the fan club. Damn. Yeah. That's uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, on March 9th, Abraham, Suzette, and Selena held a meeting at their uh, production studio and confronted Saldivar about the missing money. In the creepiest attempt at a power move ever, Saldivar allegedly just stared at Abraham while he questioned her and said nothing at all. Uh, uh, like, oh. just stared him in the eyes, stone-faced, not said a word. nada. Nothing. Okay. Uh... He informed her that he would contact the authorities if she didn't provide evidence proving his findings wrong. And when he asked why fan club members hadn't received the items they'd been promised and that they'd paid for, she claimed that the people in question were just trying to get free stuff. Got it. Yeah. Uh, he'd also found out that the bank account for the fan club had been opened in Saldivar's sister's name. Uh, she claimed the bank wouldn't let her open an account in her own name, although she didn't know why, and she had to use her sister's name to open the account. I don't think that's how banks work. Yeah, no. No. Uh, it's really, it's, no, that's not right. Uh, Abraham then banned her from contacting Selena ever again, and she just bounced from the meeting. She's just like, okay, bye. Uh, Selena, however, still saw Saldivar as an important piece in her growing empire and wanted to keep her close until she could find someone to replace her. She also wanted to keep tabs on Saldivar because she had bank statements and other important financial records that Selena needed for tax purposes. Um, like she just had all this paperwork yeah, right, right, in her yeah. possession because she was yeah. a business partner, kind of. Right, right. Um, so the day after their meeting, Abraham had gone back to the studio and found Saldivar there, promptly kicking her off the property. Later that same day, Selena and Saldivar ended up getting to a fight over the phone, and once the call was over, the singer told her husband, Chris Perez, that she couldn't trust Saldivar anymore. Sadly, she wouldn't realize how right she was about that until it was too late. Oh, no. Um, my throat. <laughs> 
pause for it. I had to take a sip purposes. of water. On March 10th, 1995, Selena replaced Saldivar as the fan club president with someone else and also removed her from the boutique's bank account. On the 11th, Saldivar bought a 38 caliber gun and hollow point bullets at a shop in San Antonio. Damn. Claiming that she needed protection after being threatened by family members of some of the patients she had provided in-home nursing care for. Lies. Yes. And fallacies. Uh, according to Abraham, Saldivar would make multiple attempts on his daughter's life before she finally succeeded. Uh, he claims that Saldivar checked into a Corpus Christi motel on the 13th while Selena was in Miami. When she returned to town on the 14th, Saldivar called her and asked to meet with the singer in a parking lot 25 miles outside of Corpus Christi, citing bad traffic as the reason for the odd location. Selena did meet with Saldivar and told her that she could still be in charge of Selena Etc.'s Mexican business affairs, though according to Abraham, Selena was still planning on replacing her as soon as she found the right person. Uh, and I think she was mostly saying these things to just kind of keep her calm so she could get the paperwork that she right, needed and right. then cut her off completely. Right. Um, so at some point during the meeting, Saldivar showed Selena the gun that she'd just purchased and she told her to get rid of it because Selena could and would protect Saldivar from her father's wrath. Because of this, Abraham believes that Saldivar changed her mind and decided not to kill Selena that day. The next day, Saldivar returned the 38 to the shop, but also stole more of Selena's bank records and some perfume samples that had been made for the pop star by a man named Leonard Wong. Uh, she was in the process of creating a perfume, which was intended to be released in conjunction with her new album, Dreaming of You. Uh, her family would release three fragrances based off of Mr. Wong's samples after her death. Um, that same day... She also told a few employees at the boutique that she was planning to officially and finally fire Saldivar and get her out of everyone's lives for good. Shortly after that, Saldivar went with Selena to Tennessee, where she was working on recording her crossover English language album. Uh, she addressed the missing bank records and asked that Saldivar hand them over when they returned to Corpus Christi. On March 27th, Saldivar went back to the gun shop, bought the 38 again, and called to request another solo meeting with Selena, this time at her motel. She agreed, but fans caught wind that Selena was there and surrounded her, leaving too many witnesses and postponing Saldivar's plan to kill Selena once again. Uh, Abraham claims that a third attempt was planned while Saldivar was in Monterrey, Mexico. Um, she had called a mutual friend and business associate, Dr. Ricardo Martinez, who was helping with the... Um, Selena, etc., business in Mexico. So she called him and claimed that she had been raped on March 29th. Oh, no. Dr. Martinez uh, called the hotel and had someone check on Saldivar, but the employee discovered that the woman had already left just what a few a minutes nut. ago. Yes. Uh, on March 30th, Saldivar returned to Texas and checked into a day's inn where she promptly called Selena and claimed that she had been raped in Mexico. Again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Selena and Chris Perez drove to the motel where she went inside to see if Saldivar was all right and to pick up the financial records that she'd promised to hand over uh, while Perez waited outside in the car. After Selena left and was headed home with her husband, she realized that the paperwork Saldivar had given her wasn't what she'd asked for. And then she started blowing up Selena's pager. Uh, she claimed later that evening that she'd started bleeding heavily because of the alleged sexual assault and wanted Selena to come back to the hotel alone. 
Okay. Uh, Perez felt real weird about the whole thing and told Selena it was too late to go back to the hotel now and that he didn't feel good about her going to see Saldivar on her own. Unfortunately, by the time by that time, she had already agreed to go back the next day. The next morning, March 31st, 1995, uh, Selena got up and headed to the Days Inn. When she arrived, she took Saldivar to a doctor's regional hospital for an exam. Uh, she told the doctors in front of a visibly upset Selena that she'd bled just a little, which directly conflicted what she had told her friend previously. Yeah, right. And by visibly upset, I mean she was angry mm-hmm. because she oh. was lied to. Because Yolanda the night before was like, I'm bleeding really bad. Yeah, I need, heavily. please come yeah, back to I've the hotel, raped. take I'm me to the hospital. Yeah. And she was like, I just saw you. I will come take you and it's too late. Right. I'll come take you. And it was like 7.30 in the morning when she left and took her to the hospital. Gross. Um, so <sighs> she was she was a little mad. Uh, Saldivar was given a brief physical exam and there were no outward, sign, outward signs of rape found, although Saldivar did seem to be suffering from depression. Uh, the doctor told Saldivar that they weren't able to perform a gynecological exam to determine if she'd been raped since the attack had taken place in Mexico. And he then recommended that she return to her home in San Antonio and get the proper exam there, which I believe was another instance of bullshit legal red tape fuckery. Like, they're like, sorry, it's not our jurisdiction, kind of. Like, you have to go, I don't know, but... Go figure it out. Yeah. But it's not on us. Sorry, not sorry. So they didn't, they're just like, yeah, I don't think you were raped, but go to the doctor in your own hometown. Um, Like... In this case, it didn't really matter, though, because she was lying. Um, But anyway, the women left the hospital and headed back to the Days Inn. And while on the way, Selena told Saldivar that it was probably best that they didn't see or speak to each other for a while so as not to upset her father. Uh, Around 10 o'clock that morning, Abraham called Perez to see where Selena was because she'd missed a recording session and he hadn't been again been able to get a hold of her on her cell phone. Uh-oh. Uh, Perez called his wife, Cell, and was told that the recording had slipped her mind, but she was uh, taking care of one last item of business and would be at the studio later. And that was the last time that he would speak to her. Um, the women began arguing in Saldivar's hotel room at that point. Uh, guests who passed by the room complained to the front desk about the two women fighting loudly over business matters. Uh, Selena demanded that Saldivar hand over her bank records and told her that she couldn't be trusted. At 11.48 a.m., um, at this point, she went to grab uh, Saldivar's bag that had all of her paperwork in it. She dumped it out onto the bed. Uh-huh. The gun fell out. Uh-oh. And then at 11.48, Saldivar grabbed the gun, pointed it at Selena, who attempted to run from the room, but Saldivar fired and hit her in the right lower shoulder, severing an artery. Ah, fuck. Selena ran into the lobby sobbing, leaving a 392-foot trail of blood behind her. Uh, When she got into the lobby, she cried out, help me, help me, I've been shot. Uh, Saldivar was right behind her, waving her gun and screaming bitch at the wounded singer. When she noticed the lobby was full of people, she took off and eventually attempted to leave the scene in her truck, but was stopped by a police car that had arrived in response to the call from the hotel. Uh, the police and the FBI would engage in a nearly nine and a half hour standoff with Saldivar before she relented and allowed herself oh, to be I taken into custody. It. I remember oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
before Selena collapsed and passed out in the lobby. She gave the room number of her assailant and also named Yolanda Saldivar as the person that had shot her. In fact, employees that were there that day, and I believe they testified to this in the trial, uh, they said that Selena's last words before she went into cardiac arrest were Yolanda 158. Damn. I hate it so much. Uh, Hotel employees attempted to stop or slow Selena's bleeding while waiting for the ambulance, not realizing that an artery had been hit. Uh, The ambulance arrived a minute and a half after receiving the call and rushed Selena to the hospital. Uh, One of the EMTs, Richard Fredrickson, later went on to say that upon his arrival, he knew that it was, quote unquote, too late. Uh, The paramedics attempted to administer an IV, but her veins had collapsed from the loss of blood. Um, she was DOA when they arrived at Corpus Christi Medical, or I'm sorry, Corpus Christi Memorial Hospital, but doctors were able to revive her and get an erratic heartbeat going, uh, despite the earlier lack of vital signs they'd witnessed. Um, they started blood transfusions, which is against the beliefs of Jehovah's Witnesses, and led to a rumor that Selena's father hadn't allowed the potentially life-saving procedure to be performed. Oh, Not true. Uh, following this, she was taken into emergency surgery where massive internal bleeding was found, along with a shattered collarbone, a damaged right lung, and empty veins. Uh, according to cardiologist Dr. Lewis Elkins, who worked on her, a pencil-sized artery leading from the heart had been cut in two by the hollow point bullet. And he also went on to say that all six units of blood that had been given during the transfusion spilled out from Selena's circulatory system. Damn. Uh, despite their life-saving efforts, Selena Quintanilla Perez was pronounced dead at 1.05 p.m. <coughs> yes. Her throat is getting so dry today. <laughs> yes. Uh, she pronounced dead at 1.05 p.m., citing blood loss and cardiac arrest as the causes. She was 16 days away from her 24th birthday. Wow. 24. Yep. So uh, young. Not even 24. Yeah. Which, 23. Garbage. Three quarters. Just garbage is what it is. Terrible. Um, The autopsy was performed almost immediately, and it was reported that the bullet had entered Selena's back, severing the subclavian artery, and exited through her chest. Uh, If the bullet had hit even just a millimeter higher or lower, she may have been able to survive. Damn. Yeah. Hate it. Right? Uh, And also, when I was listening to my favorite murder... Um, they were talking about how she had run from Saldivar's room to the lobby and that that adrenaline had pumped pumped more blood out. So if she had maybe not run, there may have been more time for the paramedics to get there Uh, and help her. But kept more blood. You're running from somebody with a gun. Exactly. Also, the artery was severed. So I'm not truly sure how likely it was that right, she could have right. survived that right. anyway. It might have bought her like minutes. a few extra minutes. 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 Yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Although if the ambulance got there 90 seconds after it was called, yeah. that an extra three I to five minutes seconds, is a significant. Yeah, yeah. to get her it to the is. hospital. It is. And it's do seconds. the blood transfusion. It's yeah. Maybe, but That's, again, it's just, yeah. it's a huge maybe. Um, also, Nothing we can do. So exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Um, so Yolanda Saldivar's trial was held in Houston, as her attorneys correctly believed that she wouldn't be able to get a fair trial in Corpus Christi, where the crime occurred and where Selena was from. Fair. 
Uh, she has long since claimed that the shooting was an accident and that she had intended to kill herself, but experts disagreed. Lies. Stating that the specific gun she'd used needed 11 pounds of pressure on the trigger to fire and making it she wasn't damn near impossible for, for it to be an accident. No. Um, she did threaten to kill herself during the standoff, but sure. I feel different. like it was maybe for a show. Um, the judge also made it abundantly clear to jurors that the only option for conviction on the table was first-degree murder and that manslaughter or negligent homicide weren't on the table at all. They either had to convict her of first-degree murder or choose to acquit. And on October 23rd, 1995, after less than three hours of deliberation, the jury returned with their verdict, guilty. Good. She was sentenced to life in prison, um... Just a few days later, uh, with the possibility of parole after 30 years, meaning that she'll be eligible for release in March of 2025. Oh, wow. Oh, which wow. is real close. Yeah. Real close. Um, because of constant death threats, Saldivar was placed in solitary and has spent the majority of her time in prison absolutely alone. Good. So, Good. two things. Yes. Uh, one, if she does get out, mm-hmm. 30 years. Oh, it's years. not. It's- I know. But thirty, there's two two thing, two parts to yeah, this. Yeah. Thirty years alone would make you goddamn near impossible oh. to reintegrate into society. Absolutely, yeah. she was already unhinged. I yeah. can only imagine how terrible it is now. And secondly, someone would kill her oh, if yeah. she stepped out of prison. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's there were, um, and I didn't write about. It. I still have a couple things left, but um, there were gangs that were raising, like they were collecting money. Just in case they got sent to prison for killing her. Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, they were like, we see her, we're going to kill dead. her. Um, yeah, Damn. So in an odd turn of events, the gun that Saldivar used to kill Selena vanished after the trial. That's weird. And was discovered years later in a box of old office supplies belonging to court reporter Sandra Obaye, who had no idea she had the gun in her possession. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Um, and I didn't say what year they found it, but if it's the same year that the next thing happened, it would be 2002. What? So in 2002, a judge ordered the weapon to be dismantled, and at the protestations of fans and historians who believed it should be in a museum, it was then thrown into Corpus Christi Bay. So they dismantled it, threw it yeah. into the bay. Yeah. People were like, huh. "That's don't do that. Yeah. And the judge is like, I do what I want. We've done what we want. Gavel, yeah. gavel. And then it turned up in Homegirl's possession. Oh, no, no. That was after. She after. found yeah. it. And then the judge was like, take it apart, no, throw it into the bay. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Like, it completely disappeared. Yep. Was found, I think, in 2002. And then the judge was like, boop, into the bay. I, which is the weirdest. Which no one would do. I'm like, like that, is a, that is the right? weirdest judgment. Where, that do you, is... where does where, the person who's disposing it where do you, as a government official, like what's your job? Do it? Right? Where do you park and then go? I would I just like, this bay. I want this bay. You're like I got a Safeway bag full of gun yeah. pieces. I'm just and gonna I, dump it into the bay the, because on, the judge told me oh, I had right, to. Exactly. I'm on so official business. It is official. Lord. Yeah, I was like, official well, that's, business. That's fucking weird. It's right? fucking bizarre. But yeah, that's a so thing weird. that happened. Um, so Selena's impact on the world, especially for the Latino, Latina, Latinx Bidi, Bidi, community, bam, bam. was already groundbreaking and she was truly set to dominate the world. Yeah. Uh, 
Her album, Dreaming of You, released after her death, was the second highest grossing album of 1995. The first, Michael Jackson's History. Wow. She was was only second after Michael Jackson in the year 1995. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, you know what? We all fucking know Selena. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's... Yes. If we just imagine if she had been able to keep going. Exactly. Oh. So, and while her right? tragic death we opened uh, her death opened doors for stars like Jennifer Lopez, say, who portrayed yep. the singer in the 1997 Obviously. film Selena, which, which we may not have JLo yep. without yep. The, death the death of Selena. Of Selena. Because at the time, I think she was just a fly girl. She was on living color. On living color. Yeah. Um, eventually, Selena Gomez, who is named after the star. Okay. Um, it's truly devastating that the world never got to see how far Selena could have gone. Yeah, she really could have. And that is the story of Selena Quintanilla Perez. Wow. Right? I was actually in Mexico uh, in 1995 and remember seeing... How old were you? Ten. I was going to say. Yeah, I was ten. Nine? And I <laughs> remember we were go we were on a tour bus going to one of the fucking sites uh-huh. in Cancun that I can't remember because I was ten and my memory is garbage. Right, but that makes sense. Um, yes. But we were on the bus and they were playing uh, videos of Selena, and it was like like her music videos. It was live concert videos, interviews, and um, just seeing the crowds. They were taping yeah. the crowds after her death. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, thing. I didn't, I was 10, so I didn't really know who she was, but right, I was right, like, right. who was this woman? It was woman? so monumental. And, yeah. yeah. I was in my 20s, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. In, in uh, yeah, 18, nine, yeah. I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Definitely not my genre of yeah, music at that time. I was, like, I was about eight years old. So. I was, I was <clears throat> doing copious amounts of drugs yep. in the rave scene in San Francisco and but still I everyone knew who Selena mm-hmm. was oh, 100% uh, yeah. when, right before she died she had the perfume line that was planned initially planned to be um, five different fragrances uh, she was working on a makeup line mm-hmm. uh, she had the boutiques that were going to be opening mm-hmm. In Puerto Rico and Mexico. Oh, like Kardashian. Her right? pre-Kardashian. Right? Like, better than... But, what I'm saying, but yeah, it's the same she thing. Was, like, she was a, is... a mogul in the making. Yes. And oh, she was never... She had the music. She had the makeup. She had the... She was probably going to act more, because she also appeared in a couple... Um, telenovelas yeah i believe and the episode i think she did two episodes and i can't remember the name of the show uh but they were like the highest rated episodes because of course it was selena and so she was truly set and on track to just literally take over the entire world yeah which is as a brown person of that time like a child or even adult brown people seeing someone that looks like you succeed inspiring in such a massive way yeah was truly incredible and pretty unheard of for the 90s and then to have it ripped away like that oh well see i i I don't care what genre you were Mm -hmm. at that time if you were old enough to be 
cognizant and aware and remember Selena. Oh, yeah. It, I, I think that for whatever reason, she spans all genres. Yeah. We all know who Selena mm-hmm. was. Well, that's definitely, yeah. Yeah, and, that's, and you know at least one or two songs, but everybody knew Selena. Yeah, and that's Period. like, with Period. that crossover album, Yeah, that would have, it's like... When Taylor Swift went from country music to pop 100%, music, and yes, it's like, yes. girl, you could not have done that, yeah, without yeah. Selena, yeah, or maybe Shania Twain in your case, Taylor Swift, but yeah. still, <laughs> yeah. that whole crossover yeah. thing Same. was not, no, it was wasn't not that of that time, yeah, a thing no. really, no. and yeah. especially for a Mexican American woman, yep. yeah, and the studio when she did her. Um, when she got signed, they were really concerned because she didn't speak Spanish yeah. fluently. They thought that she was going to completely tank in Mexico when yeah, they were releasing her stuff she there. Sure shit didn't. But she learned just enough that at that time to win over yeah. all of the people she, when she did interviews and everything. And they all loved her. They did. And that was also a really big thing. Because, like I said earlier, at the time, uh, female Tejano singers yeah. weren't and and Mexican-American people in yeah. general were not very welcomed um, by Mexican people in their culture because it's, it's a thing. It's a thing in a lot of places. Uh, it happened when I went to Africa and my friend is half African-American, half black yeah. and half white. And when we were over... In Ghana, everywhere we would go, they would just make her feel like absolute garbage because she was, they called her half-caste. Ah. Oh, no. And it was really terrible. And um, and me in college, I wanted to join the Arab Persian Student Organization to get to know that side of my heritage better because I grew up with my very white family. Right. And I was like, I want to I know about this. And then they told me I couldn't join because I was not brown enough. Wow. So to have someone like Selena be the kind of public figure that she was, that was so beloved, and she did straddle those lines and to be so accepted mm-hmm. and right. like just cared for universally, yeah. to have that, to see that, again, it's just one of those things where like, I see myself, even though yeah. I yeah. am not personally Mexican-American, Right, I still could see myself in that kind of situation. And again, like representation yes. truly does matter. Yes. Does. So, yes. again, to have that taken away in yeah, such a terrible. sudden and violent... Yeah, yeah. And we all remember... I, oh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't care what genre you were. No, well, it's not necessarily. We yeah, all but remember just, for whatever we've reason. Said icons, though, that we could yeah reach for, and she's saying like an icon was wiped out. Yeah, and, and for that's yeah, a big deal for those it is. kind yes. like especially for the Latino Latino communities is, to have um, that yeah kind of promise yes. yeah. in a way. But there was just something stolen. about her that it just well, because musically inclined worth not she was. Moving waves and yeah, we all everyone remembers Selena, and it just so it was truly, yeah, truly, yeah, devastating, yeah, absolutely terrible. And if Yolanda Saldivar is released, 
That bitch better watch your back. It's not yeah. gonna. There is no back. No, no, no. That's no. what I'm saying. It's no. that's she'll what I'm not. Even I mean, after real quick. Even after imagine. all this time, almost, uh, and at that point, thirty years. There's no way they're gonna like again. Extra dead. If yeah. she yeah. is released, yeah. which I yeah. doubt. Yeah. If she is, they're gonna have to do some kind of covert night. Time or not, get, like, sneak her out or not, put her and but nope, or especially not. fucking fend for yourself, especially at that point. in Texas. I really don't. Oof. There's be like, yeah, boot that's ooh. fend Bye. for yourself yeah. and deal with it. It's gonna be it's a lawless land, my it's gonna darling. be a crowd, yeah, yeah. waiting for her, <laughs> and it's not yeah. with welcoming not arms, good, but. Fuck you, sis. But yeah, after there all this time. Fuck you, And I don't, I don't blame anyone for still being angry about that well, at no, all. No. no. At all. Like, stay mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay mad, but yeah. do something good with it. Yeah. yeah. There's just, for yeah. whatever reason, there was always something about her. Mm-hmm. I don't, she was just... I don't, I don't care where you came from. She just, seemed there was like always such something. A, like an innocent, pure, and genuinely lovely person yeah like you and clearly she was kind to everyone yeah and gave yolanda saldivar many chances, chances and just yeah. ignored yeah. several chances yeah. ignored and she's like there's no way that my friend would be like that and i feel like she would treat anyone with that same kindness and respect yeah and i that's also another Agreed. reason why Sucked so hard, so let's and all still look at to this day, why it still sucks. To take advantage of us, exactly. And... Like I said, <laughs> not let them do so. right. Let's all Be take mad, a but do something. The... Do something good. Realize those assholes in our lives. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So oh sources. Uh, yeah, do those. that. Surprisingly, do that. surprisingly, that. not too many. Uh, <laughs> ABC Seven and Y dot com, which they had the nine one one tapes. Oh, no. which. Yolanda calling. No, I've heard, no, I've heard this the one, Yolanda one. This one was the hotel clerk calling. Oh, see, I've heard the Yolanda yeah. one. She this calls one, too when she's in her car. She, in eventually, the she did. Yes. Yeah. And this one was um, someone working at the hotel. Oh, okay. When yep. she when Selena ran out yeah, into the yeah, lobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was before she had collapsed. Um, Got it. And it, she collapses while the person is on the phone, and that's how they were able to get someone there so quickly because they. She was like, somebody was shot at this hotel, and they didn't know who she was at the time. Got it. And uh, they're like, how old is she? She's probably 20. Um, And she kept saying, she's like, Yolanda, she just just passed out. Uh, She said the person that shot her is named Yolanda, and the police and ambulance were already on their way by this point. Um, It was very weird to listen to. It was far more calm. Then I would expect a 911 call to go right. when somebody's been shot and is right. bleeding out no shit, right in front of you. But I probably shock or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was it was weird. Okay. Um, Wikipedia, uh, hiplatina.com. Yeah. Uh, v. Alexandra uh, de F. Zoyeni. Yes. And selena.fandom.com. Uh, Today in True Crime podcast, uh, hosted by Vanessa Richardson and guested with Hannah Smith. And then my favorite murder podcast, as told by Georgia Hardstark. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. It was b- way back in the okay, beginning. It was, okay. I think, episode 32 out All of right. their hundreds now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it huh. was it was a 
it was a rough story to write. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those. I don't. Yeah. I, like oh, I said, I, it, she transcends everything. Yes, it's um, Selena, dude. Um, also, thank you to J. Allen Cross, the Oregon Wood Witch, for we love him. inspiring me to write this. Because I asked him, I was like, "Should I do it?" And he's like, "Yes, absolutely." And also helping me with um, some of my Spanish. So thank We're going to have him on soon. Yes, we are. Yes, we His are. book is His coming party. out next His month. book is coming out. So we're going to have him on for a little bit and talk about that. Because sure everybody should, should buy it if Fuck you yeah, want you to should. support your POC friends and witches. Lovers friends. was yeah. the word that came lovers? to mind. Lovers? That's not it. Which, no, <laughs> it's not. Nope. Like, your POC witch lovers. <laughs> don't, please. <laughs> he is married. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, but yeah, go. You can go buy his book. Uh, go to his Instagram. His everything. And it will, there's, I believe, a link there. Yes. Um, he also had, It's. I was actually inspired to do this story because of a TikTok that he made <laughs> that was really funny. It was talking about, you know, um, if you're not, if you don't speak Spanish, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, Selena didn't speak Spanish. Right. What about, what about that? Are you saying she wasn't Mexican enough? Because she, she sure didn't speak she Spanish? was. And I was like, that's right. And mm-hmm. now I need to cover her story. <laughs> so again, thank there you, you for inspiring me and helping me with my Spanish because it's been too long since I've spoken it fluently. Well, there you I go. I used to. I did. Well, we done done it. We did done done it. <laughs> we did done done it we after did cocktails and jello and shots and it. weeds. My two pints of CBD soda that has made me had to pee and 916 times. The jello shots, I feel like, gave me heartburn more than anything. Yeah, same. It same, was, actually. Oh. I was wondering what that it was. It was that sub-shelf oh. vodka yeah. that they used. It's the Lolo Burnett's. Yo, God. Right. Tell me Burnett. Meanwhile, Amanda and I are like... Uh, you guys had a nice three cushion. margaritas, two vodka sodas, and two Jello shots. Yeah. What? I mean, I didn't get heartburn by any. <laughs> you guys had a real good cushion yeah, for that. I had it. two. I had two CBD Y'all had corn sodas. dogs. Those are cushions. I didn't. I had. He corn had dogs. corn dogs. Y'all, y'all corn dog did it. I had I one mini corn dog. I of came there. Did I? I came straight from straight after corn dogs theory. are the gym. fried, which can also cause heartburn. heartburn. That is true. Sure. But I'm going to say it's the Jello shot since we both have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I came straight. From the orange theory, I had two pints of CBD soda, and then those Jello shots made of turpentine and raspberry Jello well, hit me well, like well, an old well. lady. But I'm not mad at them. You and I. Aside, aside from the we got this. the taste of turpentine figuring it out over here and the fire in my heart. Right. <laughs> I do have tums in my purse because I'm 90. Uh-huh. If you would like, you oh, are. Okay. You are. I am. I am truly a hundred years old, things. but yes, I got a I got a bag of those chewy tums. The chewy ones? <laughs> They're like candy. Not they don't the chalky ones. You got the chewy. Oh, ones? they still have a little chalk. Oh, okay, aftertaste, they but they always do. Yeah, I mean, I th- feel like tums' main ingredient is chalk. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, here's a weird recovered memory of the time I was in. It's it relates tangentially, but do uh, go on. Was in Costa Rica with my advanced Spanish class. Yes. Uh, oh, for spring me. break. When you got the super very sunburn. Fancy. And I got the super sunburn. And okay. the our host mom. We in, fuego, in fuego? Uh, soy en fuego. Soy en fuego. Because I didn't know how to say it. I forgot the word for sunburn. 
And so I said, Soy and Fuego. She asked us how our day was. And I said, Soy and Fuego. She laughed hysterically. She knew what I meant. But Soy she. Soy and Fuego. Soy and Fuego. <laughs> mm-hmm. She came into our room that night because it was uh, my friend Lauren and I. So real quick, yes. just for people who aren't familiar, when you say soy and fuego... Uh-huh. It means I'm on fire. Right, it means I'm on fire, but not only that, but when you use soy instead of estoy, soy is like a permanent thing. Like, soy Randy. I am fire forever. Well, that's why she laughed hysterically. And, I mean, it's not technically wrong now, just in a different sense. Because I feel like I am always pretty in fuego. You are. But, in one, good or bad, it's there's a fire. But she, again, laughed hysterically, because I knew that was wrong. She came into our room later that night, and my sunburn was gnarly. Like, I had never been that sunburned in my life. Have never been that sunburned since she came in. And she had... Like milk of magnesia, like a bottle of it, and I'm like, oh God! And I was like, nobody I has, don't have diarrhea. I was like, nobody has tummy troubles, and she's like, in Spanish, she's like, no, no, just trust me. And she pours some into her hands, rubs it, and then she coats our backs what? with milk of magnesia. milk of magnesia because it's supposed to take the burnout. Did it? No, it did oh. not. <laughs> It, I was like, oh my gosh, we've got this amazing it truly, like, remedy. It tr- no. Well, I also think that <laughs> I was lies. like, I think my sunburn was a little too rough it was for too that hot. to help. A little too hot? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I'm, I probably should have gone to a doctor for some kind of special cream. It was bad. Well, that's what happens when you're 13 and you apply sunscreen one time all day and you have your back literally to the sun on the equator and you're just like, la, 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 and you're on water. So that's not helping you're anybody. La, 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 I'm getting a tan. I'm 13 la, 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 and an la, idiot. La, 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 la. Oh, boy. I, there may have actually been flames shooting out of my skin because it was bad, but it didn't help. It actually made it worse. Okay. So then I hopped into the shower. I'm like, get it off. I think I'm dying. But yeah, it was, it was bad. But that is a, that is my misadventure. My Costa Rican misadventure. Yeah. But yeah. uh, Also, definitely. If you plan on going somewhere, look up the words for things like sunburn. It's important. And where's the toilet? And I am Hmm? about to shit my pants. Where's the toilet? Donde esta el baño? Si. I know that one. Uh, Yes. Uh, Also, relating relating to your story, I know exactly one thing. About zombie ants and the fucking weird shit that comes out their head. In Haitian Creole. Fuck out. In Haitian Creole. Yes. I'm going to say exactly one thing. What? And that is, my name is, and you say, Wemrele. Z, right. which means my name is Z. You can insert your own. Haitian name. Creole is so fucking weird, but that's it a is, whole. I love it. That I, do, I I do too. I started. I do too. But a long girl, time ago, taking it was, it's like Duolingo. Yeah, Mango like Duolingo, oh, okay. but less um, passive aggressive than Duolingo because. Duo is so passive. Oh my god! It's almost, It reminds me of Marky Mark in Fear, where it's just <laughs> like. <laughs> Just learn your language. It's like fine if you're not if you're not gonna learn Arabic. I'm just gonna stand outside your window and fucking shove your dog's head through the fucking dog door. I want to learn Irish Gaelic. That's why. You can. Yeah. No, I can. Yes, I know I can because it's easier than Scottish Gaelic. 
marginally. I'm Look, sure. that's what that's what Google told me. Well, Google is Google also is a liar. Irish right. Gaelic is easier to learn than Scottish Gaelic. Does I'm gonna? Who knows? Because they're who different. Speaks Gaelic. They are. They I are feel different. like John would know the answer to this question. I feel like he would for some weird reason. Yeah. But I do, I should get back into learning Haitian Creole because I, I like it. It's a lot of French. It, 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 I have a lot. Spanish back up. A lot. I started And there's Spanish some of that in there too. That it's, too. That's the thing about Creole. It's, it's the French Spanish conglomerate. So anyway, yeah. we're going down a really weird language. You're all welcome. Fucking wormhole um, here. Everybody should learn another Duolingo's language. Free. It, it is free. Duolingo is free. Also, I think, is it, it might be Mango or it could be Duolingo, but they have weird not real languages on there too. Like Dothraki, I think, was on there. Oh, yes, girl, uh, let's learn Dothraki. Uh, the fucking let's do Klingon. It. Klingon. Klingon, yeah. On Klingon there. is on there, which is Amanda, great. Is Elfish on there? Dothraki. I think so. Lord, yeah, so we can it's talk great. shit about people. Take, we'll take, take a peek into it. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Dothraki I'm sorry. can't be that hard, right? <laughs> well, it's. Do you watch Rick and Morty? No. <laughs> I've, see, I've seen it. But it's not one of those things that I oh, you super into. So what are you doing with your life? I've watched everything that I believe that was out on Hulu. I was like, oh yeah, okay. But it's not like I was in love with I'm it. I'm just like, concerned yeah, about good. us learning Dothraki. At it's this a point. very uh, <laughs> throaty sounding language. Dothraki? And I want to hear yeah. you speak it now. Hi, Valerian. That's it. <laughs> High Valerian. So Klingon, High Valerian. Ooh, High Valerian. Ooh, they have Yiddish. Yes. They've got a lot Papa, of- Papa, can you those hear me? Those are the only two fictional languages. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just call me Yantel. I will not. They Papa, have Latin, apparently, hear? too, which- I wouldn't- Oh, no. I would well, be Latin's down with Latin. Because from what I understand, there are words in Latin we don't actually know yeah. how yeah. they are pronounced. Yeah. It's just kind of a guess. But- Based on poetry- a lot of our language is Latin, so I would think that Latin itself would be easier to learn than Never. a lot of no. others. No, that's oh, no. naive. No. Lies? No, that's Lies and fallacies? You're naive. Yep. All right. Yeah. Well, Latin is the hardest My naivety. Like, well, I think, I think Mandarin is like the hardest. Makes, it's yeah. also one of the most common. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's almost like saying, well, also, we have Germanic words in our language, so Germany would be, or German would be easy to learn. Fucking not. Mm-hmm. German, no. Language. But a, a Latin-based language should it's be easy for English, yes? Not no? necessarily. Or no. It's still least, another language. It's still another language, but like in nomine, like in the name Latin of, is like such seems old pretty. Too, though. In nomine. I'm w- sure that there are. Like if I had to guess, I would be like, it's in the name, or a na- something to do with name. Maybe. Well, it is, because in nomine. Oh, I'm, I'm just but, saying. You with your current knowledge of things, sure. Fair. Most people probably not. Okay. So summoning the demons. Latin it's is fine. like super hard. It's super hard to learn. Well, I think that if we like the three of us sit around, we're like, yeah, we're gonna fucking work on some Latin. We're gonna open a portal and bring up some sort yeah. of fucking hell demon, and we probably shouldn't. Yeah. In the yeah, same room at well, the like, same time. Well, like, we probably shouldn't, but could we probably? Like, what are we going at right now? Like, in the same room at the same time? I mean, do we want to open a hell mouth? Because oh, I think that's like, what will happen if we learn, try to learn Latin. Trying to learn Latin together, I think is what she's saying. I we just accidentally missed out If all three of us in the same room try to fuck with Latin, I'm afraid we're going to, like, summon something. Oh, yeah. Solo. I, do I, what you got to do. But I, I, feel, I have a feeling I feel the three like of us... A, a, 
solo demon summoning is potential, but it would just be Fair. a little one. Solo demon. Like a little, but I think a little cute three of us were cute like, one. yeah, we're gonna fuck with some Latin. We're gonna open some sort of hell mouth yeah, and, and then it's it gonna would be, be fucking you know, Buffy. Not an easy language. 2.0. Not, not, yeah. So. None of us are prepared for that. No. Says you. I feel like I would be the most prepared since I did just go to the gym a few times this week. <laughs> Wait, you were fight a demon. prepared for Latin? Physically. Physically, I feel like I'm the oh. most prepared if, if in we, this moment. If the three of us accidentally open a hell a mouth, I would she's be, ready to go. Yeah. I would be the most prepared to fight it physically. Uh-huh. Would I? I Absolutely not. I want not. you to tell me what part <laughs> oh, of Orange Lord. Theory teaches you how to Saves fight your ass. Endurance, because yeah, I can run. Okay, running's not fighting. Running I can run away from running. it, but also I did While take Kendo. <laughs> I've got the endurance. If it came at me, I took Kendo. I could fight it. Give okay. me a stick. It's okay. on. But it's sand on. stick, are you useless? No. <laughs> no. No? No. Still beat a demon? Still beat a demon. If I didn't run away first or okay, so die of fright, so, maybe. So, so the and first I'm going to be options. in the corner chanting shit in Latin trying to close this shit. And then just more fake demons fake are coming out. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. Like, Stop fake saying blood. words. <laughs> no more. Or we just get one of those demons like Clem from Buffy, the guy with like the super yeah, snags. Yeah, he yeah, just pops yeah, out. He's yeah, like, yeah. hey girl, what did I get here? <laughs> or, ooh, what if you summoned a squonk? That would make me really happy. We're going down a really weird rabbit hole. It's true. It's nine. It's been like 20 minutes of rant. Of You're all welcome. <laughs> Anywho. It's always. Well, so we've done done it. Yeah, we've done done it. So um, rate, review, subscribe, Please. share, share, share. Always. Uh, if you would like exclusive fucking content, you can be a patron on our Patreon. What are you doing? Word faces yes. for? The thing that we said we were going to throw out there. Well, I've already forgotten what that was. Right. Throw shit out. We were going to pull the I audience right. for... Nope. Or pull our, pull our listeners for something. What? I just, you got to just say it. I don't I, remember. Oh, well, we're we both were screwed. On, well, we, had, we, we talked about throwing it out there, and then we were going to put it on the, the squad page. The shirt? Yeah. There, there, oh, was yeah, out, there was alcohol. So. Shirts. I'm, I'm the what? one that remembers Oh, your, yes. top, your top yes, five yes, phrases yes. that you want on shirts. Yes, top five phrases. Everyone. We are getting ready. We're doing Finally. the shirt thing. So we need top five phrases that you want to see on a Ghost and Hose shirt. Yes. Top five. Go onto the squad page and cast your vote and be like, these are the top five things I want to see. Yeah. Just just make just make a list. Yes. And do it'll that. Be great. And then we're gonna pick from them and we're gonna go from there. Um so I'll go first, Z's boobs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just that would be great to have on a shirt for anybody just else. It just says like Z's boobs. Photo- <laughs> and or people- a photograph of them. No. No. <laughs> or a dr- an artist's rendering. <laughs> an artist's rendering. <laughs> from description alone. Um so yes, uh if you would like exclusive content like Z's yes. tits, you can no. go to our fucking Patreon. There's not a, a patron. There's not a tier for that yet. There, we're gonna. It's, it's if you pay nine ninety nine. <laughs> you month. you better mean hundred <laughs> at least ten dollars for these ten dollars for these tatties. <laughs> mm. No, I don't know what the tier is. Uh, but uh, you can go do that. Yeah. If you were unaware, we have an Instagram. We it's do something ghost and hose. That is correct. <laughs> 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 we have an Instagram. It is something. There's something it's there. there. It's something. Pre- it's 
something. It is there. ghost and hose. Uh, Not particularly care for Job. Right. We've got we've got Twitter. We've got Instagram. What's what is what is, what is our Instagram? It's Probably ghosts also. underscore the letter N underscore hose. H E A U A U X S. And we have a uh, Twitter. Yeah, so which go is the same. Follow us on those places. You can also just type in your little search bar, Ghosts and Hoes. It'll you'll find us. It'll pop up. You'll find so. us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Got them. I'll eventually make the TikTok for you. Uh, Chickish talkish. <laughs> oh, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> the end. And we're out. And seen. Oh, Till next time, y'all. X's and O's, y'all. <laughs> X's and O's, y'all. Oh, bye. Bye. <laughs> Say goodbye, Amanda. Bye. Uh, bye. Hats off to the to Fuck, the fuck you, you Club. And especially this week. Yolanda Saldivar. Fuck that bitch. Fuck you. An special fuck, her. fuck you. And especially special, a special, a specialist, specially. Oh no. Special fuck you. Oh boy. <laughs> oh. Another shirt idea. Hats off to the fuck you club. Hats off to a hat. Magical. A hat. <laughs> because then you can doff it to anyone in your own personal fuck you club. Yes, I did say doff it. <laughs> Don't fall. He says, don't fall. <laughs> uh, get the fuck out of here. Bye. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>